need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. So that's it, folks. Afghanistan's done. It went according to plan. Mission accomplished. Job well done. Uh, Next, let's talk about uh, the economy. Let's talk about anything else. But we're not going to go back to Afghanistan. We're, We're done with that. And, of course, that's exactly what they're trying to do. And it's so obvious. It's just absolutely absurd that we are seeing before our eyes. They don't even try to cover up their lies. Like a two-year-old could figure this stuff out. Not only could a two-year-old do better, make better decisions in Afghanistan than Joe Biden ever dreamed of, but we're seeing all these things play out right before us. And again, I I always gravitate, I think at this point, I'm gravitating toward not blaming Joe Biden per se, because I think he's just a puppet. He's just pulling strings. I I think he's absolutely too too stupid to be that sinister, sinister. I think he was one of the people that was over the Ukrainian target, which... Incidentally, he's moved on. He's already going to be working with the Ukrainian leadership today. Another money-making opportunity for the Bidens in Ukraine. And of course, keep your eye on Lindsey Graham. Because this was one of the promises that Biden and Lindsey Graham made in terms of a pack to cover this crap up. Because they were all in on the deal. And so when we take a look at how this unravels, of course, we also have to look at Ukraine from a situation that says that Biden and Lindsey Graham and all the the people that have been fleecing that country in our own Congress, that country is under siege by Russia. 
And Vladimir Putin, who has all the dirt on Hunter, and who has all the dirt on the Biden crime family, can do anything at once, and we know it. And has already seen their play. And they already know that they can get Ukraine whenever they want. Without so much as America blinking an eye. And the reason why is Obama doesn't much care. The media doesn't much care. They've installed someone into power to empower the oligarchs. And that's what it's about. These oligarchs are in power now. They're back in play. They're back making money. It's all about the oligarchs. Yeah, we have them too. And so that's where Biden's allegiance is. And so here we are dealing with Ukraine, but Ukraine has less leverage today than it had under Trump. And Trump had that one perfectly good phone call that he got impeached for. Yet we take a look at the 13 lives lost and not once in President or in in uh, resident Biden's speech did he make an acknowledgement to that what saddens me also are the dogs we left behind we left over 40 50 dogs service dogs to starve to death to die of thirst in cages Bottles of water all around the front of them, and then everybody left. There are families that we're starting to learn about that are stuck, hiding from the Taliban. The Taliban who takes our Black Hawk helicopters and hangs people from them and flies them up in the air. And all Biden's worried about is we don't want another Mogadishu, Black Hawk down. So, you know, one of the nice uh, stories I just saw in preparation for the show today was a Florida diner posted a sign telling Biden supporters, eat elsewhere. And there's a video associated with this that I'm going to play. And I thought, this is exactly what we need to do. This is where we need to be. Let's take a listen. Have you noticed that as everything around you seems to decline, one thing still grows? It is the power of your rulers. None of their plans and directives have solved your problems or made your life better. The only result has been their increased control over you at the cost of your freedom. Do you know why? You gave them the power. New tonight, a local restaurant has a sign on the door that says, if you support President Biden, don't come in. Fox 35's Danielle Lama joins us live right now. So, Danielle, the owner isn't going to take this sign down either. That's right, Luann. It is staying up for now. And the owner says she's not worried about losing customers. She's worried about losing more lives in Afghanistan. This is the sign making people do a double take as they pass the DeBerry Diner. 
It says, quote, if you voted for and continue to support and stand behind the worthless, inept and corrupt administration currently inhabiting the White House that is complicit in the death of our servicemen and women in Afghanistan, please take your business elsewhere. It was the only thing I, I felt like I can do. Restaurant owner Angie Ugardi says she posted the message the same day 13 service members were killed in Afghanistan. I was just angry. I was um, just let down. I felt like one of those mothers or wives or sisters who were going to get that, that knock on the door. Ugardi, who's been running the DeBerry Diner for about five years, says a lot of her regular customers are vets. They um, have coffee every morning. She has an entire wall in the diner dedicated to members of the military. She blames President Joe Biden's administration for the recent deaths in the Middle East. If you really, really still stand behind what's allowed this to happen in the way that it has happened, which was unnecessary, then I really, really don't don't want to be associated with you in any way, and I certainly don't want your business. So what do the customers think? I've had people, you know, come to the, to the door and look at it and turn around and walk away, and I've had people come into my kitchen while I'm cooking and say, hey, I love your sign. People we asked have mixed feelings, too. I, I wouldn't go there. I, wouldn't, I don't appreciate it. She has the right to not to not let anybody in the restaurant that supports a certain view. So how long will this sign be up? Ugardi says as long as it takes, pointing out that there are still Americans stranded in Afghanistan. We're running live in Jaberry tonight. Danielle Lama, Fox 35. So I, I see that from multiple perspectives. One, the mask mandate's no different. You're either in compliance and you can come in or you're not in compliance with our view which could be wrong or right. Nobody knows. And, and and it's just, it's what the government's already sanctioned. See, yesterday we played the Australian leader who basically said we need to get to 70%. We need to then you dust off, have the corporations work with us, dust off their playbooks, we need to get them engaged in terms of uh, helping us mandate. And they're basically going to bully the minority. That's what the government-sponsored minority segregationist package is all about. It's about getting, using the vaccine passport as a, as a health advisory to fulfill their dream of setting up and establishing a fully functional social credit scoring system that will control your behavior, which if it falls below a certain score, your behavior in terms of judgment by whoever, you will not be able to get a credit card, you'll not be able to shop in a store, you'll not be able to fly on a plane, You'll be, unless you cooperate, this is, uh, let me see your papers on steroids. This is Hitler's uh, Nazism on steroids. And now they have the internet. You know, they were talking about this redistribution of wealth. I saw a video posted by James Woods this morning 
posted on my uh, Twitter account. And not only are they going through these new rifles that were American-made, then they go into another building. And they go into another building, and what they talk about is, or what they're showing in the video, skids of American $100 bills. Skids of them. And they got hundreds of dollars of $100 bills. And the guy doesn't even speak English, goes through, and he has access to it. And he takes one of the bills as, you know, stacks, opens it up and spreads it out. And you can see they're all Benjamin Franklin $100 bills sitting there in Afghanistan. I don't know how much money's there, but it's got to be like definitely not tens, if not hundreds of millions. I don't know what a billion dollars looks like, but it's a lot of money. I'm looking at it right now as I speak. And uh, this is, you hear the packing? And there, he's going to open it up. You can hear the wrapper. And he's showing us. This is not, you know, this is, this is real footage here. So James Woods writes, go to, go to the 32nd mark and you'll see the money. And then remember that homeless veterans are living on sidewalks in our cities. Way to go, Joe. Way to go. Throwing this money around. And this is in response really to Joe's lies. Because Joe lied to American people when he said, this went exactly according to plan. It did not. And that's the that's the sad that's the sad part. Sean Davis writes Biden's message today, but much shoutier, as if his doctors haven't quite figured out the right mixture of uppers to dope him with following his afternoon nap. Everything is everything in Afghanistan was a success, he says, except for all the bad stuff I did which was obviously somebody else's fault, tried to blame Trump. We need to fight back, people. The same people that are pushing the nonsense, these vaccine passports and these mask mandates and and indoctrinating our children with critical race theory, Marxist language, Black Lives Matter BS. The same people that want to destroy our country and take it over are the same people that are responsible for Afghanistan, that are responsible for the open borders. Why in the world would you pay them your taxes? And why in the world would you listen to them at all? Ever. They have squandered their equity of trust. They have no more trust. Never listen to them again, ever. Fauci. Uh, Walensky, you know, the CDC woman, um, the WHO, the UN, they're all part of a globalist, socialist dynamic. Thomas Sowell wrote this. He tweeted this out. Big fan of Thomas Sowell. He says this. One of the sad signs of our times is that we have demonized 
those who produce. Subsidize those who refuse to produce. And canonize those who complain. That's exactly what that's exactly what Dinesh D'Souza said in that audio clip I played for you all where he talks about Obama walking out on a horse. And he says, Dinesh, give me that sandwich. And he talks about the wagon pullers. And it says, you're demonizing the wagon pullers. You're, you're canonizing the people sitting in the wagon. It's, it's flipped upside down. The reward, the carrot and the stick is flipped upside down. They know what they're doing. It's not by mistake. This is not by an accident that this is happening. This is happening on purpose. And it's happening right before our eyes. Yesterday I ended the show with a very powerful message about once we stand up to fight, we're not stepping back down. We're going to fight to the end. And there will be blood. And this hypocrisy must end. And it will change all of our lives forever. Once you start the killing, once you start the fighting, once you start sinning, all is really lost. But do you truly want to be dominated by Nancy Pelosi, Jerry Nadler, Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris? Barack Obama? Do you want these fools, these bastards to win? I don't want them to win. And I'll die trying to fight my fight to make sure they don't win. I don't care. I don't want to live under that kind of rule. And I I would say that it's getting to that point in America And that's sort of like what I was reading yesterday, is that this isn't just me saying it now, or this isn't just you saying or thinking or feeling it. This is is starting to rise up. Remember the clip we played yesterday about the mama bear? She wants to go ahead and take over all those jobs. She has better things to do. We've entrusted ourselves with these people, and they have violated our trust. You know, there's a picture of Tim Swain, South Carolina uh, Senate candidate, actually. Great Twitter feed. He says, Pelosi will kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds to honor George Floyd. And she did that in the House of Representatives, and they all wear their Zimbabwe uh, collars and stuff. You know, it was all about George Floyd and exploiting race in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the election season. George Floyd, who had like 15 funerals that day, over that week, all over the country. The guy was a freaking porn star hooked up on fentanyl. I mean, who had more episodes of saying he can't breathe on video than I can count. So Pelosi, who will kneel for eight minutes and 46 seconds to honor George Floyd... But she won't let the names be said of the young men and women who died trying to clean up her party's mess and rescue American hostages in Afghanistan. Unfathomable. 
The issue there is the House Republicans, they wanted to read the names of our fallen Marines in Afghanistan, and Nancy Pelosi blocked it. Yet, if these were the J-6 people, she would have allowed it. You get that Lieutenant Richard Byrd, this black guy who shot a white girl named Ashley Babbitt without cause. And they decided no finding. He's not not even going to see the day in court. This guy is as racist as the day is long, Richard uh, Richard Bird. He's a black racist. He's a black panther. This guy is nothing but a Black Lives Matter Marxist. And he also, I believe, was security detail for some of the high-ranking liberal officials in Congress. I think it was Chuck Schumer. But I don't have enough information to go to the bank on that. But I think that's where that would lead. And we'll see about that. So Sidney McCain made the news. What a fool. I'll never forgive her for when she said, you know, she was making a play on what Trump said about, I I don't like people who are captured. People who are captured, you know, they're not heroes. Um, which incidentally, Trump didn't just say that with Frank Luntz in 2015 or 16. He said that in 1999 with Dan Rather. Ha! People don't know that. He's always had a disdain for John McCain for 20 years. And you can look that clip up. It's available. It's on video. Sidney McCain writes this. Sidney McCain. He will be a commander-in-chief that the... Oh, wait. No, no, no. Okay. Well, she said this about Joe Biden. He will be a commander-in-chief that the finest fighting force in the history of the world can depend on because he knows what it's like to send a child off to war. What a loser. Sidney McCain. Talking about... Joe Biden sending, he didn't send Bo off. Bo went off on his own. Bo was a grown man, like his crackhead brother, who slept with his wife. Can't make this stuff up. But here we go. So now, Meghan McCain changed her tune. You know, unfortunately, in October, I'm going to be at a party where Meghan McCain and her husband are going to be. Probably have to say hello to her with a straight face. She says, Meghan McCain, this is extremely difficult for me to say. I once thought I truly knew Joe Biden and he helped me through pain and grief for which I am grateful. This man on TV giving this speech, I do not recognize this man. God help our country. God help the Americans we have abandoned. What the heck? So then Ryan writes a reply and says, Again, let me repeat. Only a moron couldn't see this coming. You you bought the ticket. Now take the ride. Megan. Kamala Harris and Cory Booker bought the ticket and didn't take the ride when it came to Jesse Smollett. Just to exploit race. Just to exploit whatever. All because Orange Man Bad wrote a tweet I would gladly take a nasty tweet for 
dollar fifty gas and uh, eating China's lunch and not having to deal with all this crap that we've been dealing with, with saving thirteen Amer- Marines' lives just by simply properly planning an exit strategy in Afghanistan that Millie failed at. Millie couldn't see anything coming. Well, then fire them. We pay you to see it. We pay you to think it. We pay you to do it. Do it. And Millie didn't do it. And his inept guy on the ground, McKenzie, another numbnut, Where do they get these Pentagon brass? They're so busy working with Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and the military industrial complex and getting their guns on the black market and helping the senators fulfill their deals so that they can get their board memberships and commission checks and committee payments and board payments. That's what they're doing. It's called the military industrial complex. Again, the movie that I recommend is War Dogs. True story. And it's how it's done. Michael Knowles writes, Why does Biden only ever seem to address the nation in the afternoon? Virtually every presidential address in my lifetime has taken place in the evening during during prime time. Charlie Kirk writes, Anyone else find it discomforting that we've heard the name Bo more times in the past week from our commander-in-chief than any of the names of the 13 service members who he let die? Cernovich writes, explain, me, explain to me why someone who was previously infected with COVID and has antibodies present needs to be vac- vaccinated. All right, well, that wasn't in line with what I was talking about. I thought it was another one because I usually keep these in groups. So... Uh, this is another one that's not in check, but okay. Hey, Californians, GOP Republicans are not going to do a damn thing to Biden and Kamala. It's in your hands. A vote rejecting Newsom is a vote rejecting Biden, Kamala. Recall Newsom and tell Ho and Joe to go to heck. Make it happen. So there's a lot of tweets I'm going to be getting into today. And they're really good tweets. Um, One of the ones that really had me upset yesterday was when this guy is sitting on the ground with handcuffs on in Australia because with his little girl on his lap, because he was walking without a mask in an open park with no one around for hundreds of yards. It's just an empty park. And he was walking with the, in the park with his daughter without a mask. The police greet him. The police then put him in handcuffs. So his little girl sits in her handcuffed father's lap as he pleads with police after being arrested for not wearing a mask in a park in Sydney, Australia. Now, I said, I have removed Australia. <laughs> I said this. I said, I have removed Australia as a vacation destination and will reject any media invitations and events so long as Australia sides with China over its own people. And the China part is they're in bed with China. They're carrying out the CD, uh, the uh, CCP's uh, wishes. And uh, 
All right. So Michael Knowles writes, in April, I made a decision to end this war. Joe Biden, 18 months after President Trump signed a deal to end the Afghan war. So he's trying to take credit for ending the war when it was Donald Trump's idea to end the war and get out by May 1st. Somehow he's trying to blame, though, Trump for locking him into a deal, which was a perfectly good deal, which was conditions-based. And Biden wanted to change everything and make it his own for a photo op in September 11th, which he's never going to get now, if we can help it. And that's that. Let's take a listen to Sebastian Gorkin talk about Biden is blocking the rescue of over 86 Americans who are trying to fly out of Afghanistan. So what the State Department is doing is they're blocking private organizations who have taken the matters into their own hands. And I think what they're afraid of is the optics of some of those missions going wrong, and they don't want those optics. They don't want to be associated with the optics. So they're not helping. They're actually hurting these private organizations that are trying to get Americans out. Let's take a listen. Okay, guys, uh, no fancy studio, no teleprompter. I don't have time for that. This is incredible. This is breaking news from a friend of mine. Um, I'll just say he was involved in counterterrorism issues in the GWAT. Uh, he has organized a private mission to fly U.S. citizens still trapped in Afghanistan to safe harbor. 86 AMSETs, 86 U.S. citizens that Biden left behind. He has been instructed by the State Department that it cannot happen, and we have evidence that the State Department, Antony Blinken's State Department, Biden's State Department, is telling nations of the region not to allow rescue flights to land in their countries. I'm going to go to the uh, email he sent me. This is from the State Department, so bear with me, guys. This is too important. While the State Department is appreciative of all efforts to assist in the relocation efforts out of Afghanistan, it is the responsibility of these private organizations in conjunction with charter companies to make their own arrangements for the travel, including support for the groups at the arrival location destination. If any point of guidance changes, we will try to keep you posted. Our lily pad locations, these are the ones that we use to get our troops out, cannot accept any additional personnel from non-USG flights, meaning non-US government flights. Any individuals flying out on private charters and seeking asylum in permission or permission to enter the U.S. are advised to report to a U.S. embassy or consulate and apply for a visa. Okay, let's translate this into non-government garbage lingo. U.S. citizens are not being allowed to fly out of Afghanistan on commercial flights or private flights. Others that we are trying to help as partners are told, screw you, go to an embassy and a consulate and apply for a visa there. Our friends and U.S. citizens are being betrayed right now by Biden. Call the White House guys. Tell them what you think of Biden and how our citizens have to be rescued. The number 202-456-1414. 
Call the White House now, 202. Well, that's it. So uh, let me just get that 456-1414. Call 202 Biden, Biden and how our citizens have to be rescued. The number, 202-456-1414. Call the White House now, 202 202- Four five six fourteen fourteen. Biden is betraying Americans and America. I'm Sebastian Gorka. Listen, find out. All right. So I'm not even the biggest Sebastian Gorka fan, but I definitely appreciate what he had to say there. Um, I'm going to go into a couple of other areas of, of news that we want to talk about before we get into some other things. Um, so it's, here it says the World Health Organization has just released a guiding document for a digital vaccine certificate that will be a blockchain will be blockchain based this will be used to implement a vaccine passport in every country it's funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Rockefeller Foundation so the Rockefellers and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are behind it it's a Helen of Destroy says, oh, hey, look, it's that totalitarian control system we've all been screaming about for the last 18 months, many of much, many for much longer. But we're still conspiracy theorists because we know we know it didn't happen by chance or because of an OMFG virus. Right. Do not want CBDCs, social credit score. Just say no. Everybody knows it. We gotta we gotta stop it. So Richard Grinnell writes, Joe Biden fully vaccinated puts a mask as he walks puts on a mask as he walks out alone. Representative Daryl Issa writes, I represent two incredible incredibly brave American citizens stranded in Afghanistan. They are both more than 80 years old. I can guarantee President Biden they did not wish to stay behind. They were left behind. You know, I love what they were saying uh, recently on news. They said, so I wonder if Patton would say 10%, well, leave no man behind. No, leave leave 10% behind. You know, that's not a slogan, Right. Richard Grinnell wrote this. Joe Biden supported the war in Afghanistan for 19.5 of the 20 years it went on. All of a sudden, what happened was Trump decided he's going to go. Trump pulled. Trump was so smart. Remember when uh, remember when Venezuela was going going down and Maduro and they had the rigged election and you had uh, Erdai. Uh, Erdogan, Erdogan, I think is no, 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 that's Turkey. Um, trying to think of the the guy that was running against uh, Maduro. In any case, had, had a really beautiful wife. They were in the White House. President Trump um, acknowledged him as the leader of Venezuela, and you know that was all op, uh, a way to try to get the world to endorse a different outcome of that rigged election that they were using Dominion machines, by the way. Um. So Maduro kept power, but Trump knew exactly that the squad was too stupid. 
whatever they were going to side with whatever Trump chose, right? They were going to side against whatever Trump Trump chose. And it was a no-brainer. So Trump chose the opposition to Maduro, naturally. So the squad goes and endorses Maduro. That's an argument you can't win. So right away, Trump automatically put the entire Democrat Party into an indefensible place of supporting a communist because orange man bad don't like mean tweets. Incidentally, nothing for nothing, but the Taliban and the ISIS have, and and the head of Iran, the the Khomeini's have their Twitter accounts. Yet, the 45th president of the United States, perhaps the best president we've ever had in the history of America, is banned on all American social media. Think about that. The same people pushing the COVID masks, the same people that will ban you for talking about Hunter doing crack naked with a Russian hooker that stole his laptop. We're not allowed to say anything about that. I'm banned on Facebook for like another 15 days for that. I posted, that was what I, I, I didn't even write my own tweet. I, I didn't even write it. It was the uh, Daily Mail headline that I posted. So our American media has gone against our own president. They're the enemy of the state. They're the enemy of our country. If President Trump would have gotten just half of the treatment that he deserved, he would have been reelected. And and even still, he was reelected by the people. We're finding out that uh, a, a large enough number in Georgia, all these ballots are deemed invalid or fraudulent. We're about to find out what's going on on the AZ audit. Uh, there was a slowdown related to that result because of some COVID issue. I'm tired of the excuses, frankly. Our life is at stake. Our country hangs in the balance. The result of this AZ audit determines which direction we pivot to to fight our fight. Because if it comes back, if it comes back and says there's nothing prosecutorial about it, then I'm going to say, fine. You know what? I know it's not true. I know it's that the deck is stacked against us. I know that the election was rigged. And I'm going to go and fight the fight at a different angle. You know, you walk out on a mat in a wrestling arena and a guy hits a move on you and you didn't see it coming. You just get back up on your feet and you say, okay, I'm going to avoid that move and I'm going to do execute my offense. You know, I mean, at some point, you got to adapt. You must adapt. Rick Grinnell writes this in response to Trey Yingst saying, 27 Humvees were demilitarized before American forces left Kabul. So this is a guy that's a lefty, right? He's saying 22,174 Humvees were given to Afghan security forces over the course of the war. Those vehicles are now under the control of the Taliban. Okay. So maybe he's not. But I like what Rick Grinnell wrote. 
General Milley spent months pretending that white supremacy and toxic masculinity were his top priorities. And this stuff was going on underneath our feet. Cheryl Atkinson wrote something about COVID. She says, Scientists continue to push false info about benefits of COVID-19 vaccine in people who had COVID. Scientists continue to push false info about benefit. Okay, so basically, if you had COVID, you have the antibodies, you're better off than people with the vaccine. So this guy named Mike writes a meme. He says, going down the highway, he sees a lit up sign. He says, Amber Alert, white male, 78, wandering in D.C., thinks he's president. So Thomas Sowell also tweets this. One of the sad signs of our times is that we had, we have demoral, demonized the, oh, I already read that one. I'm sorry. I actually have two of the, uh, two of these quotes, two, two Thomas Sowell quotes I'm going to get to today. But I have this long tweet that I want to get to, and I, then I have four, four articles that I'm, I'm going to uh, go into. One is by Victor Davis Hanson. And it's it's actually quite amazing, and what it what it's going to do is it's going to try to help us see that that there's a movement under underfoot in America. There's a movement underfoot in America, and what's important about that is that we understand that we're not alone. What I read to you yesterday about fighting the good fight. What I talked about today in terms of fight, standing up and fighting and saying no and do not trust the same people who betrayed us on all other issues, the government that's gotten powerful off of the hard work and tax dollars that we've generated, all of these things are absolutely important. That we fight back and not trust and not be complicit or compliant. We have to do better. So... With that, um, I'm trying to. Uh, I'm try- I'm actually trying to get to this one threaded tweet that I want to cover, and I'm having some trouble. Uh, it's funny here, though. Before we go, this is an aside. We have higher standards for game show hosts than for members of Congress. This is Jake Tapper writing. Definitely a sign of a healthy society with our priorities in order. So Jake Tapper is being holier than thou, working for CNN, saying that, you know, because the Jeopardy host uh, got fired um, and they're having, you know, they're hiring losers to replace, uh, you know, the, the, the former show host. Um, what was happening is, so Greg Price writes a response and says, Jeffrey Tubin and Chris Como are still employed by your network. Don't, don't be so holier than thou. Don't do that. All right, so I found the thread while I was killing some time there with that one. And I'm going to say this. This guy, Luke Mahoney, writes this. It's a really great tweet, threaded tweet. It's kind of long, but we're going to cover, I think, a big portion of it. So he writes this. He says, for six years, the media, dem politicians, and droves of left-wing pundits screamed from the rooftops until their voices were hoarse that President Trump was the most dishonest president in U.S. history. They only did that because he broke the cardinal rule of politics. He 
he told the truth to the American people. Now we have one of the great liars in history, Joe Biden, as our president. For that, we have the oligarchy to thank. They beat Americans into submission by shaming, blaming, bullying, and silencing than by calling them racist, sexist, and bigoted for enjoying America's return to greatness we had under President Trump. I'm sure you've heard on TV and read in the newspapers that there's been a return of dignity of the adults and or that the adults are in charge again or America's back. That's their way of patting themselves on the back for the terrible deed of rigging the 2020 election against President Trump. Also, they could lay their heads on their Tempur-Pedic mattresses and sleep easy in their multi-million dollar mansions, knowing their families are still protected. They saved the oligarchy. Call it the swamp or the permanent ruling class, whatever. And for that, they are celebrated as heroes at their all-white dinner parties in the Upper East Side of Manhattan or Northwest D.C., DuPont Circle and places like that. A perfect example is the future of our respective children. Since the time la- this time last year, their children have been taught the core competencies of math, science, history, and English in private schools that should be the underpinning of all education in the country. The government has likely withheld this from you, from your child, for over a year now, for over a year and a half, with an unknown long-term impact that's, that is rarely, if ever, discussed by those in power. If you're lucky enough to live in a part of the country that is returning to in-person school this year, your child's mind is now being sent for slaughter by means of poisonous leftist political ideology and the limited public schooling the Democrats and teachers' unions reserve for the rest of us, while the elites are paying private schools and tutors to properly educate their children in radically homogenous classrooms to lead this country into the future. Your children are secretly and not secretly, not so secretly, being brainwashed by activist teachers and the newly mandatory subjects of racist, mind-poisoning, via-critical race proxies and perverted gender identity ideology. This has to stop, but there is only one way it will. Courage. That's why I'm asking you to join me in courage. The courage is bravely live. Uh, The courage to bravely live, I'm sorry. The The courage to bravely live this without caving to the manufactured social pressure designed to suppress. The patriotism patriotism and dreams for the renewal of American exceptionalism. The individuals responsible for shaming, blaming, bullying, and silencing patriotic Americans don't have courage. They have power. Power that can only be ripped from their fell grip with an extraordinary measure of courage and an unrivaled willingness to withstand their criticism. You're a racist, okay. You're a sexist, fine. You're a bigot, sure. I'm not, I'm none of these things. And I'm not afraid 
of being slandered is one, because I have courage. The first rule of this fight is that words don't matter to the left. They have been stripped of all meaning by those in power in both government and institutions. What we all understand is there is nothing they won't do to maintain control over our country and ensure the oligarchy remains intact. Changing the meanings of words is the least of it. The erasure and rewriting of history, the most dangerous. And it says, there is a saying that if I found to be, that I found to be very powerful in my fight against the left. And once I accepted it, I was free. Of the pragmatic or paradigm created by the media, nothing matters. That's what, it, that's what he's saying. Words don't matter. Facts don't matter. The truth doesn't matter. None of these things matter to the left. And we need to be prepared to fight on their battlefield because it is painfully obvious that they are winning. Cut up a nine-year-old boy's genitalia in a gender reassignment surgery to satisfy a mother's need for societal acceptance as a means to normalize her mental illness. Inspiring, shout the anchors on CNN. The normalization of and celebration of mental illness in our society is astounding, and the research supports that astonishment. In March of 2020, before the pandemic and ensuing lockdowns and restrictions, over 56% of young white liberal women reported being diagnosed with a mental condition, more than twice that of their moderate and conservative counterparts. The same trend holds true for young white liberal men, 34% of whom reportedly being diagnosed with a mental condition, more than double that of the conservative, their conservative counterparts. Maybe the adults are in charge. Let's see. Again, but it sure seems that the adult inmates are running the asylum. Let's call it what it is. The elites on the left are waging mass psychological dis- total warfare on America, American culture, and our way of life with complete disregard for human suffering with the singular goal of amassing and retaining as much power as possible. Like Winston Churchill famously said, we shall go on to the end and we shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength. In the air, we shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches, and we shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. When I asked you to join me in courage earlier, I waited to ask you this searing question on our national mind. Are you ready yet to fight? Because fight we shall. We shall fight in the school. We shall fight in the workplace. We shall fight over Thanksgiving table. We shall fight in the courts. We shall fight in our elections. We shall fight with every fiber of our beings. Whatever the cost may be, 
We shall fight because we refuse to be the generation of Americans who tell our children and their children what it was like when we were free, what it was like when men were men and women were women, what it was like before we spoke Mandarin or Russian, what it was like when the truth mattered. So I leave you with this timeless quote from Tucker Carlson, the last sane man in the news media. F you, I hate you. Don't be afraid to stand your ground because your enemy isn't. So the point of that whole little masterpiece that the guy wrote on Twitter, the whole point of that is to basically say, take off the gloves. Take them off. Take those gloves off and fight. You know, that's what I loved about Trump. But Trump understood this. When he threw political correction out the window, tossed it, you could hear it shatter on the ground and and the mainstream media going, oh, they were so upset that someone could be so insensitive and callous. Aren't you worried about our feelings? Remember a long time ago we talked about people like, we talked about people like Phil Donahue as being the grand poobah forefathers of really peeling that onion and how, you know, kind of like helping us at the time in the 70s and 80s to see that maybe the rapist is the victim. That the guy who did the rape on this poor woman is really the victim of his own circumstance. He was brought up by a, a mean, nasty, drunk father and a terrible mother, and he was abused, he was sexually molested, what did you expect to find as an adult in this person who ended up raping a woman? And that's worth a discussion in the world of academic. There is a place for academia. And we need to fix the root cause of his upbringing. But his behavior still needs to be found accountable. And what we've done over the course of 50 years of peeling that onion is we've gotten soft and those so, that's those softities, those softnesses, have been exploited by the worst criminals known to man. And so we cannot be going down this road anymore. We've got to keep it simple. The government is simple. And we need to keep our government accountable for simple things and not infiltrate our lives in any way, shape, or form. Hey, uh, brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Be sure to check out buglecall.org, magapack.org. Make a donation if you can to support America First policies to make America great again. And with that, go to scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast, and we'll see you next time. Kids on the right radio. Up to bed.